Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harbon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harbon Sports on all of your platforms. What do we have in store for you all in this edition of the program? Brady's elevation. He's on pace for 5,500 yards, 40-plus touchdowns, all that stuff. And I know, oh, Brady, Brady, Brady. It almost becomes the greatness is there, so you're not even used to it. Or you're so used to it that you don't expect anything from it. It's probably probably more accurate description, but he's entered a different category, not the great football player category, not the great athlete category. Who in America is better at what they do than Tom Brady? He's a business. He's an entity who is better at what they do than he is at what he does. Seriously. Who's better? He's entered beyond rarefied air. We're going to look at that. Also Deshaun Watson, Watson say what? Apparently this trade's done. All except Dolphins owner Stephen Ross doesn't want to move forward with it until Watson is no longer in legal limbo. Well, there's no way on earth that's going to happen before the trading deadline unless he settles all civil suits, which is like 22 of them. So the likelihood of this trade getting done, unless the owner of the Dolphins comes back and goes, I've changed my mind, it's a Dolphin double dip is what it is. Dipsy-doo. We're going to look at that. And also some... Criticism, criticism, course correction. There are three guys or three situations in which criticism was overwhelming that there wasn't a course correction. There's a coach in the NFL criticized. I don't see anybody going, you know what? That was actually the right move. There's a coach in college that a bunch of people thought should be fired last year. He may be coach of the year this year. And there's a guy that in the NFL, a team drafted this individual. People told you're crazy. You should have never drafted him. He could be an MVP candidate as a rookie. We should have drafted him where he went, made the wrong pick. Whoops, whoops, and whoops. Whoops to the third power. I guess it wouldn't be to the third power, but times three. So we're going to look at that as well. All right, uh, Tom Brady's rarefied company now. Tom Brady is in a world all by himself in the NFL. We've known that. It's unique. It's special. I hope everybody's enjoying it because you're never going to see the likes of this again. It's kind of like Michael Jordan. You look back over the years when you see somebody great and people want him to retire. I never got that. Well, he needs to retire. He just needs to retire. And then he's gone. And then you're like, wait a second here. What, what did I just miss out on? And Tom Brady's doing things we've never seen before. That's great. Super Bowls. That's great. I wrote down some numbers. He's on pace for 5,200 yards and 48 touchdown passes. Good gracious. He's mowing away record books. But that's not the rub. Here's the rub. Who's better in America at what they do than Tom Brady is at football? To me, Tom Brady has now entered, ready for this? Bill Gates territory, Steve Jobs territory, Tom Hanks territory. These are Americans. I'm not like the greatest actors like Daniel Day-Lewis. There's Elon Musk territory, but that, those aren't Americans. The greatest American at what it is that they do. Bill, again, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Tom Hanks. Who Who else? Who else is better at what they do in America? That, that's where he is. Michael Jackson, no longer with us, but th- just you're in awe. Like, oh my gosh, how, did this, how does this person continue to do this? I mean, who's better? 
reinventing themselves, redoing things, finding new ways. And you think about performance artists and, and I, you know, I try to think about other athletes and like what LeBron James is doing. And that's amazing, remarkable, but no one, no one currently alive in America. I'm just trying to think of guys who's better at what, what they do. I mean, is there some designer that I'm not thinking of? The only thing I could think of, it's going to drive everybody nuts. Kanye, Jay-Z, that's where we that's where Tom Brady is. You can start to compare him to other American figures, not athletes, figures. Who is he? Well, I mean you can't compare him to football players anymore. That's just a waste of time. It's just a waste of time to compare him to other football players. It's probably a waste of time to compare him to other other athletes. I mean, there's a time there you talk about like the Michael Phelps of the world, and that's all great, but Brady's beyond that now. Just American figures, American individuals. Who's better at what they do in the United States of America than Tom Brady? Because, you know, we think about that over the years. Who's who's the best at what it is that they do compared to anybody else? Like Bobby Fischer when it came to chess. Mikhail Brezhnikov when it came to dance. It's where Brady is. It's, it's remarkable. And, you know, I look around and the reality is he's the Tom Hanks of what it, what he is that he does. It's, I, I, I can't, you know, I, I'm trying to sit around and think of, you know, heroes over the years and, you know, like the John Waynes of the world, even, I mean, you can get into the real life economic impacts of those individuals, but I just, what Jim say? Astronaut? Yeah. I, I, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. That's where he is. It's a good one, Jim. That That's kind of where he is now. It, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't even know who to compare him to anymore. It's like, well, what do we do? I, I mean, you, remarkable, amazing, you know, hyperbole. You hear these phrases and terms over and over again. He's just there. I'm done comparing Tom Brady to other football players. Well, what does another Super Bowl mean? Nothing. He win five more and it means nothing. He's so, he's so far ahead of the rest of the pack. He, You know what he is? He's the Albert Einstein of football at this point. Good luck. He's the Nicholas Te- Tesla. It's ridiculous of where he is. So from that, it just I wanted to start off with that. Just Brady's in an atmosphere all by himself now. He is. He's singular. He is. He's singular. Again, Michael Jackson, Tom Hanks. Again, this, I put him in Michael Jackson, Tom Hanks, uh, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates territory. All right. From that to this. Deshaun Watson, this trade's done, apparently. Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. It's a done deal. Still waiting on compensation. But they've agreed to terms, except one thing. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, doesn't want to do it yet. We've agreed to everything in principle, except he doesn't want any of this litigation following Deshaun Watson to Miami. So take a step back from that one for a second. You've got 22 civil lawsuits on Deshaun Watson's doorstep. The Dolphins have come out and said, yeah, we'll trade for you, but we want all those to go away. Even if each of those were a million dollars each to settle them all, that's $22 million. Is that worth it to go away? Apparently Deshaun Watson doesn't want to pay anybody off because it's an admission of guilt if you pay somebody off. So here you got Deshaun Watson, who the Texans apparently have traded. The Dolphins have made the trade, except the ink to the paper. And the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want any of this litigation to follow. Well, the trading deadline's Tuesday, which is less than a week away. So the trading deadline's a week away. Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins is a done deal, except the owner of the Dolphins doesn't want to 
put ink to pen or pen to paper because he wants, he wants all this. I don't want any of this suspension talk. I want all this stuff over with before we get this done. I get it from the owner's perspective of the dolphins. Yeah. I'll sign off on this. I'll trade away two first round draft picks, a second and a fourth, but I'm not doing it. If he's going to be gone for a year and he's going to come here and he's going to have 20 lawsuits, follow him here. I want all this stuff gone. I want all this toxic. It's almost like toxic assets. Or toxic debt. I'll bring on all this, but I want the debt gone. I want the debt gone. I'll bring you in, but I want all this debt gone. It's like, I, I, how do we get rid of it? So this is, I call the dolphin double dip. I try, I, I, I'll trade for him, but I don't want any of this stuff with me. I got a deal done. So now all of this, all of this is on Deshaun Watson's doorstep. Deshaun's doorstep has cash full of money, cash full of money, a one-way ticket to Miami, but he's going to have to do some things he doesn't want to do. Great line from the Untouchables. What are you prepared to do? And then what are you prepared to do? Deshaun Watson pays these ladies off. It's over. Welcome to Miami. And even Roger Goodell came out. They, he was asked why a suspension hasn't happened yet. He's like, we, have enough, we don't have enough evidence to suspend him. We don't. Suspend him for what? All these allegations. Okay, well, we're doing an investigation. If... And the ladies in all of these cases have civil suits against Deshaun Watson. So they're not talking because they want their piece of the cake. And if you're the NFL and you're conducting an investigation and Deshaun Watson's not really going to talk to you and the women aren't going to talk to you, what, what do you want the NFL to do? The NFL is criticized all the time. And you know what? Rightfully so. This Washington football team thing is a mess. It's ugly from beginning to end. And the NFL deserves all the criticism, the Ray Rice stuff, criticism, Bounty Gate, Spygate. They deserve all that criticism. But if you won't talk to me and I can't conduct an investigation, it's like almost like police officers. How come they can't solve that crime? Well, if no witnesses will talk to us and we can't find the weapon, what do you want us to do? And, and that's where we are with this. If, if I am Roger Goodell, I'm doing the same thing. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So... Uh, <laughs> Watson say, what? Watson to Miami, it's done. I never thought I'd sit there and say, we're going to trade. But the owner is coming out with such unrealistic, an unrealistic timetable to resolve the issues. Now, if this had been a month ago, he said, okay, we got to get this done in the next month. But there is no way on earth that in the next week, Deshaun Watson's going to have all these legal issues done. So this trade, unless Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, says, you know what, I, I'll change my mind, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Agreed in principle, but not in reality. From that to this, a couple things. One, really quick, I said this was going to happen two podcasts ago, and I was right. We have a conference in college football that's going to die. It's going to go extinct. The way of dinosaurs, the way of the dodo, Tasmanian tiger. Pick your animal that we've killed off. We didn't kill the dinosaurs, but you get it. Conference USA is dead. It's a dead man walking. Today. The Sun Belt took three teams from Conference USA. Conference USA that had already been knocked down to single-digit teams when it was raided by the American Athletic Conference, in which schools like think about this schools that were raided from Conference US or from Conference USA. I want to get this right: UAB, FAU, Charlotte, Rice, North Texas, all taken away less than two weeks ago by the American Athletic Conference. Why? Because the American Athletic Conference was gouged Cincinnati, UCF, for the Big 12. Houston, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, gouged 
taken away from the American. So the American says, all right, UAB, okay, Rice, um, UNC Charlotte, or not just Charlotte, come on aboard. So they take those teams from Conference USA. And I said, Conference USA and the Sun Belt are going to stare each other, and the one that raids the other one first is going to win. Well, the Sun Belt raided Conference USA. Today, the Sun Belt announcing Old Dominion. Southern Miss first. Old Dominion and Marshall are going to head to the Sun Belt as well. So now Conference USA is left with, what, four teams? That's it. That's it. I got Louisiana Tech left. They're done. Uh, Was it Louisiana Tech? Is it Western Kentucky? Are they still around? Middle Tennessee State? Middle Tennessee? So Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Tech, those schools are kind of looking around going, wait, there's five of us left? There's five of us left? What's going to happen? Well, Mountain West is going to gobble up one. Maybe the Mac will gobble up one. I I don't know what is going to happen with the rest of them. The Sun Belt rated what was left. Everybody's so worried. You know, the Big 12 is going to dissolve. Oh, my gosh. It was never going to be the big conferences. The big conferences were going to raid the small ones until there was one left. It's the game of musical chairs that we saw with NFL franchises a couple years ago when L.A. was used as bait. That's how Indianapolis got a new stadium. That's how Minnesota got a new stadium. That's how Atlanta got a new stadium. They, hey, they'll just move to L.A. We'll just move to L.A. And this city's caved and built new stadiums. And it was a game of musical chairs. As new city, as cities built new stadiums, you're running out of cities and stadiums and teams to threaten L.A. with. Eventually, the NFL is going to put a team there. And what happened? That chair kept, or that music kept spinning. And we took away chairs, took away chairs, took away NFL teams. And eventually, Stan Kroenke in St. Louis was walking around that chair. And St. Louis says, we're not going to build you a new stadium. He's like, all right, adios. And he went to L.A. Like, no, no, no. We'll, we'll kick in a couple million. Nah, we're good. We're going to build you. We're going to pay for a third of it. No, nah, I'm gone. If you wait until you really notice a problem to make a change, it's too late to make the change. If you wait until your pants don't fit anymore and your clothes don't fit anymore to get serious about your exercise. If you wait until a heart attack to get serious about your exercise, your health, there's warning signs all the time. It's the, we're going to have a getaway weekend to save the marriage. Marriage is probably over, gang. You're spending a weekend at a cabin's not going to fix it. And that's what happened with Conference USA. Done. Gone. Dead. And it, you know what's funny about this? For years, people always are worried, like, would big schools skull drag small schools? It's like, well, you know, these small schools, they need the money. And, you know, anytime a big school drills a small school in the first month of the year, they use it as justification. Florida's getting ready to play Samford here in a couple weeks. Samford is an SAM. It's like, well, you know, these schools need us. They need, you don't care about these schools. Conference USA died today. Nobody cared. Nobody gave a damn. They don't care. Nobody cares about Middle Tennessee. Nobody cares about Louisiana Tech. Except fans of those schools. And everybody justifying playing those small schools and drilling them and saying, oh, they need us. They need us to, you know, stay afloat. All of a sudden, this conference is dead. Nobody cares. The only time you ever care about these schools is when you're drilling them to justify drilling them. Full of it, man. Full of it. Uh, really quick. I want to do a little course correction here. Criticism without course correction. If I'm critical of a, a coach or an athlete and they prove me wrong, I tip my cap to them. I do. You don't have to, but there's a couple people out there that are kind of owed a whoopsie. Starting with Jim Harbaugh. Fire Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh needs to quit. Jim Harbaugh should be fired. He should resign. He's ranked in the top 10 and he's what, 7-0? and With him win over Michigan State this weekend, he's going to be a top five football team, isn't he? 
Harbaugh's a failure at Michigan. He needs to go. If they beat Michigan State this weekend, they're a top five team. To say that we whiffed on Jim Harbaugh, I've always liked. I, you know, I like Harbaugh. I do. I like him. I want to see him succeed. Bothers tons of people. I love it. So Jim Harbaugh, criticism without course correction. I've heard people, national pundits, people across the land. Harbaugh sucks. Harbaugh needs to go. Harbaugh needs to be fired. Whoops. Whoops. Jim Harbaugh going to be in the top five after this weekend. So course correction, criticism, course correction. You whiffed on Harbaugh. Admit it. The second one, I'll pull to I'll this one. I had no idea what the Arizona Cardinals were doing when they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Texas Tech just fired their coach. Cliff Kingsbury had a losing record at Texas. Arizona in year three is a stud. Cliff Kingsbury may be coach of the year in the NFL. Kyler Murray, right guy, right fit. You can sit there and say, well, the only reason he got hired at Arizona is because of Patrick Mahomes. Well, he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes now. He's got Kyler Murray. He's got the best record in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury was a good hire. Cliff Kingsbury was a good hire in Arizona. Whoops. And he's one of the whole college coaches won't work out. What Matt rule went from Baylor to Carolina, still kind of iffy on him, but Kingsbury's worked, hasn't it? It's worked. Got it right. Didn't they? So I whoops on Cliff Kingsbury. And the other one that I think is a whoopsie, I was wrong on Cliff. I didn't know. I was, what are you doing? This is my favorite one. The Bengals last year, everybody thought they should draft Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman from Oregon, who's great. And for the Chargers, he's been fantastic. But instead, the Bengals decided to draft Jamar Chase. Set out the whole year. Jamar Chase, the first two weeks of the year in the preseason, he was dropping balls left and right. Jamar Chase doesn't belong. Jamar Chase can't adjust to the NFL. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. Those same people, zip. Jamar Chase is a rookie wide receiver, is on pace. You ready for this? This is ridiculous. Make sure I get the numbers right. 1,725 yards. Jamar Chase has a chance to track down Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record as a rookie. Joe Burrow is his quarterback. What are the Bengals doing? They need a tackle. They need a tackle. Bengals may have the best quarterback receiver duo in the NFL. And one hasn't even played 10 games yet. And the other one hasn't played 15 games yet. The best wide receiver quarterback duo in the NFL has less than 25 games NFL experience between the two of them. Whoops. Criticism, course correction. Harbaugh, Kingsbury, Jamar Chase. Whoops. I'm not going to say you need to apologize. Apologies are overrated. They are. Criticism, course correction. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. At Harpod Sports on all of them. And there you go. Website's going to launch by this weekend. We're there. So check out HarponSports.com as we get ready to launch that sucker. The new website, HarponSports.com exists. Just going to have a new look to it. Have an article coming up. And the article, NFL figures, NFL football players, and their movie monster counterparts. Who's the Michael Myers of the NFL? Who's the Jason Voorhees? Who's the Freddy Krueger? Those articles are going to be up. That article is going to be up first. It's a lot of fun. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.